After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Mahalo, Evan. Today's guest is serial entrepreneur Kelly McGill. Kelly is the CEO and president of Grand Pacific Resources, CFO and partner at Tiki's Grill and Bar, co-owner of Nikki Shoe Company, and former CEO and partner at Maxletics Sports, LLC. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Kelly Mikkel. Welcome to our show, Kelly. Aloha, Kerry Evan. Thank you for having me. I failed to say in the in, um, introduction that you're also a former UH football player, correct? That is correct. <laughs> Great. Could you tell us a little bit more about Grand Pacific Resources? Well, Grand Pacific Resources is really um, was my first attempt to, to break into the business world after living the single life for so long and uh, had plenty of years of a degree under my belt but not using it. And uh, came back to Hawaii. I had actually left the country for about six years and lived overseas and uh, felt it was time to come back and establish a business identity as, as well as uh, move forward with life. And Grand Pacific Resources uh, is, the, is the product of myself meeting um, a gentleman named Jim Hawkins, James Hawkins. And uh, he kind of took me under his wing when I was uh, j just really testing the waters business-wise in Hawaii in the entrepreneurship. And he's former, uh, uh, I guess, banking director, um, former president and CEO of Bank of America. He did lots of work with Bank of Hawaii, who was retired and had become an author in his own right, published some books. And uh, he helped me set up Grand Pacific Resources. I enjoyed the name. I, I, I always knew that uh, whatever I did would be a networking type of business, I guess, where I would bring people together or share resources, whether it be human resources, intellectual, intangible, tangible resources. And I wanted to cover the Pacific, and uh, which grew for me over the years to include Vietnam and Australia and Asia. And so I chose that name. But what does the, the company do? Well, at first, nothing. Oh. <laughs> it was at first. It was it was really just to get set up and um, be prepared to f to find. It's kind of like you're taking history and religion in the first couple of years of college before you decide your major. Well, I was trying to get the hard stuff out of the way and get set up as a corporation and uh, learn how to do tax deductions and uh, uh, learn the scope of the business community. Uh, what what types of business did businesses with other businesses? How it was structured you know, legalese, such. So anything I did choose to venture into, I would be protected. And it was a great learning experience because at first it was going to be a consultation type of business where um, I did a lot of work over in Asia with governments in Asia um, uh, with human resource exchange and uh, where uh, the governments would use me to either develop human resources through training or come up with curriculum. Um, that they would implement into their own programs. And uh, so it became a, a human resource, uh, intellect resource exchange, and I wanted to bring that over here. So um, it was going to be a consultation where I would you know, go around the community and, 
and see who needed what, basically, uh, knocking on doors as, as selling vacuums. But I was, I was trying to sell some networking skills. I, I'd been here long enough, and, and uh, I, thought I, I thought at the time that I knew enough uh, to sell some consultation services. But uh, that, that kind of petered out because I ended up doing too much for free. Uh, people wanted a product or a service, and so I would, out of the kindness of my heart, introduce them. And, and then two months later, they're on Wall Street, and I'm going, wait, I, I introduced you to that guy. But, uh, but it was fun, and, and that being in that position really opened doors into what I really wanted to get into, and uh, which was retaining my own uh, you know, bevy of network associates or uh, you know, people and, and using them for my own advantage and ultimately the community's advantage uh, by opening my own businesses. You mentioned Jim Hopkins. What role did he play? Um, you did say he took you under your wing, his wing, to open up the business, but he didn't really seem to guide you as to what Grand Pacific Resources would do. Was yeah. it just him encouraging you to open a business and then you find out what your strength sure. would be? Well, that's a good question. He was my mentor. And my family's, uh, uh, how do you say, I guess mantra was always be surround yourself with people smarter than you. And uh, Jim had a business, which was at the time fairly new, as online training. It was managed distance training courses. And where his, so most of his customers were Boeing, McDonnell Douglas, AT&T, uh, the Ministry of Finance of Singapore, financial uh, enterprises throughout Europe, everywhere. It was very large scale. He brought me in to uh, be an associate in the sales of that, of that product. And which was, which is also a consultation because you're consulting these businesses on the benefits of online training, how, the, how it saves uh, time and labor, uh, managing uh, human resources during the training because that's when a lot of businesses lose money, they lose momentum, et cetera. So uh, Grand Pacific Resources uh, was an outlet for those sales. And uh, so in which case he, he mentored me on how to set up a corporation, how to distribute sales or, or set up a sales um, department, which was yourself <laughs> or myself in that respect, and um, also to consult businesses at the same time on the benefits and such. So that was my first uh, ad- attempt into the, the corporate world through that. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Howdy sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion. Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is Kelly McGill, CEO and President of Grand Pacific Resources, CFO and partner at Tiki's Grill and Bar, co-owner of Nikki Shoe Company, and former CEO and partner at Maxletic Sports, LLC. How did Tiki's Grill and Bar come about? 
Well, it was a dream that I, that came true. Um, it came about through uh, a series of involvement in, in life involvement. I've always been in the restaurant industry since an early age. My parents always taught me to work, so I've always made sure I've worked in a fun industry. And, and def- the restaurant industry definitely has its uh, advantages as far as social life and uh, making some money and, and learning skills and and uh, learning about yourself and what you're capable of because the hours are long, et cetera. So since 15 years old, worked in the restaurant industry and put myself through a couple years of college at first um, working in the industry in Hawaii and then even after graduating college over here, continuing work in the industry. And The restaurant industry took me overseas or I brought it with the idea of it with me overseas. I was in... I spent three years in Vietnam and Saigon. I opened up a restaurant and a catering business and a bar and uh, several other types. What was of, it called over there? Uh, it was called Cafe K and T. Uh, and my partner's over there. Uh, my partner's name was Tuan, and my name was Kelly. So hence the K and T. But we we made fun. And in, in Vietnamese, K and T, you could say Tien, which means no money. So we called it Cafe No Money. <laughs> but uh, but it, it definitely worked. To it, it was very beneficial for us to open that we it was a very good business we opened it up for the vietnamese community which was something foreigners didn't do over there if, uh, usually foreigners go to asia open up something for foreigners well we said well we got 70 million <laughs> is our market why 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 try to get a few hundred expats into a, into a restaurant when they're going to leave the next day but uh it the business did very well and we were very successful and in fact uh, built up a lot of confidence in myself that by the time I'd, I had found my wife in Vietnam and fell in love and followed her back to the States, which wasn't the plan, but uh, I don't regret it at all. And uh, we settled in Hawaii. And I, I went back with a few college friends who I'd went to University of Hawaii with fraternity brothers. And we've always discussed opening a restaurant, you know, and sitting around drinking a beer saying, hey, you know, one of these days we're going to have a restaurant, you know, and we always wanted a Dukes or, you know, something on the beach. And uh, we were all at the point of our lives are we had all gone different directions and come back with knowledge and some finance and confidence. And so we pulled all those resources together and uh, we we created Tiki's Grill and Bar. And there was three of us at the time. And how come it's called Grill and Bar instead of like Bar and Grill? Well, uh, Bar and Grill... Uh, uh, to me, and this was a this was a decision that that took uh, a few nights uh, mulling over. And specifically, we wanted to put the grill in front of the bar to intone a, a family atmosphere first. We didn't want it to be a bar first. And sometimes, if you go to Chili's or and, and not to say anything bad about that, and or or any of the bar and grills, I won't mention any names, but the people tend to think of the bar before the grill. And uh, it creates a bar atmosphere, and you're less likely to bring your children and stuff there. So we wanted to switch it around and uh, let people know, hey, we're a restaurant first. Uh, we want to cater to the family and to the bar second. And it's um, one of our favorite restaurants. So oh, well, thank, thank you. you. For that. Food's good over there. Yep. <laughs> but I was wondering, why did you go overseas to open up your first restaurant or, you know, open your first business? Yeah, well... That's a long story. I'll try to shorten it. I've, I've always had the travel bug uh, since I was 18. Um, my parents moved to Africa right out of when I was at, finished high school and came to University of Hawaii. So I had the fortune. I was very fortunate to travel to Africa twice a year uh, through summer and Christmas vacations. And it would always bring me through Asia. And I would have a layover. And as I got older, I, I would make the layovers a little longer and, and experience you know, some of the surroundings in Hong Kong or Taiwan. 
And it really got the Asian bug uh, as far as just the culture and the people. And, and I needed to throw, immerse myself into it. And so at, uh, there was a point after, a year before I graduated university, I had an opportunity to go to Vietnam. I'd, and I had always been interested in going there. And I was supposed to go with a teacher. Turned out I couldn't. Um, but I went by myself anyways. And I just had, I had a roommate who was from Kauai who, who would go to Thailand all the time. And just spoke very highly of it, and I was so jealous. And he rode his bicycle from Bangkok to Saigon. And I said, you are crazy, but that sounds fun. So uh, I threw my bike on a plane, a bicycle, and spent two months, one Christmas break in, in Vietnam, got lost. Just knew I had to be at a certain airport at a certain time. And that's when I fell in love with Vietnam and uh, the Asian experience. And I knew I had to come back. I also knew I had to graduate. And I knew that for me to succeed at any point in my life, I needed that degree. So I came back, uh, saved a little more money, graduated, uh, worked real hard, and then I moved to Australia. So I, even before I had an opportunity to go back to Vietnam, I spent a couple years in Australia uh, working. At, I played some sports over there. I worked in the hotel industry, learned a little more. So I always knew I wanted to open a restaurant there. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back with Kelly McGill, CEO of Grand Pacific Resources, partner at Tiki's Grill and Bar, and co-owner of Nikki Shoe Store. Kelly, you do own Nikki Shoe Store with your wife. Yes. And um, those shoes also come from Asia, correct? Uh, we get shoes from all over the world, actually. Oh. Um, there's a bulk of them that come from there. And uh, just recently, we've, we've started uh, manufacturing in some places such as Brazil, Spain, and Italy offer... Uh, some options for us as well to bring in bags and shoes. So how has it been working with your wife? Because that's a different thing going into business. <laughs> it's 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 not as bad as people had warned. Um, it's it's quite pleasant. Me and my wife get along great, and I, I love her. And um, she's my inspiration. It was it was her dream, and uh, I promised her after the first baby was to a certain age, and uh, that she could do whatever she wanted. And and this is. This is fulfilling her dream. She had previously, and I had met my wife in Vietnam. She had about 14 years experience uh, in the manufacturing and sales of women's shoes and and uh, handbags and et cetera. So she's just carrying on what, what's in her blood. But it's been fun. Um, I'm the worker bee. She's the queen bee. And um, she, she really makes it happen. You know, there was... there was a little fear that I would stretch myself a little thin with some of my other businesses, but she she runs the business herself and runs it better than I could and uh, 
been really successful. We, she just won Best of Honolulu, um, an award, and we've we've won a few awards for our design of the stores and become a little more and more popular. Right, it's definitely unique. I, I really <laughs> like that look. How are you able to balance your schedule? Because, like you said, you know, there's a risk of spreading yourself too thin. Well, I think it depends on what you're in it for, and um, the whole life thing. I think, and our, we we try to um, support a lifestyle rather than um, support the fantasy or vision that we need to make millions and millions of dollars and uh, throw it in the bank for whatever future lies ahead. We, We'd rather live in the now, um, and, and we are cautious of the future, and, and, and cautious of the future in the sense that we don't wear ourselves thins and kill ourselves working. And it goes back to, to what I said, is uh, you surround yourself with people smarter than you. And I've done that with the restaurant, very capable staff, run the restaurant better than I ever could. Uh, my wife runs the store better than I ever could. It allows us, I, I support my wife in doing the, the hard stuff. I'm usually in a t-shirt and a pair of shorts. Uh, this is one of the first day my mom bought me a new shirt. Uh, so <laughs> I'm happy wearing it. She knew I was going to be on the radio. We've always promised ourselves we wouldn't compromise um, our, our love and our family, uh, spending time with them for just the sake of making a few extra dollars. And uh, we're doing what we love, and that was part of the reason um, we got into the businesses that we did is that you could hire people, and which you know puts back into the community a little bit, hire people, give them an opportunity to work, improve your business, grow with your business, while at the same time you're not micromanaging and stressed out and on the job. And, and how have you been able to find such great people that you feel confident will represent the companies mm -hmm. that you're... Well, you find people who buy into your philosophy. And and you show them through examples, uh, and which is the hard part because it was, what's the chicken before the egg kind of thing? You have to have an example. But you have them buy into your philosophy that we will create the opportunity for you to succeed. Uh, you can count on us as an employer for life, being the employer of choice because we're a good community citizen. And you will benefit from that, that we will create a working area where people will come and and visit the establishment hence the employees will benefit from people visiting because we've done our due diligence and you know uh, donating our time and resources to the community for better so it's it, it's what comes it's a wheel what comes around goes around and and even and we make it known we say we we don't mind if we're a stepping stone if you use us to learn something that helps you with your next job that's fine because we know in the end it's a small island uh, it's the, the wheel goes round and round. We don't burn bridges. Uh, we just create them for people to walk across. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. We're feeling fine. We're staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. 
For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948-2622 or online at bubbletea.com. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Kelly McGill, CEO of Grand Pacific Resources, partner at Tiki's Grill and Bar, and co-owner of Nikki Shoe Store. Kelly has spent more than 10 years developing and maintaining contact with government and business leaders throughout Asia and the Pacific Rim. He is a board member of the Vietnamese Chamber of Commerce of Hawaii. Kelly, before break, you mentioned about how it was so important that all of the businesses you grew was so important to give back to the community. And during some talks before, you did mention that Tiki's Grill and Bar is heavily involved in the community and giving back. Could you explain to us their involvement and why it's set up this way? Well, first of all, I wouldn't be where I, I am today and have these opportunities if somebody didn't put their faith in me or give me a chance. And um, I've had a lot of people support me uh, through thick and thin uh, throughout my life. And I, I, I think it's my way of repaying even those who don't know. I grew up on the mainland. Uh, I could name you know, past football coaches, junior high school teachers, uh, principals, because I was in their office quite a bit, who who stuck behind me for whatever reason. And and even though they have no idea this is this conversation is happening, or I've I've even uh, we can say I have achieved what I have. Um, I feel responsible to them, um, and especially my parents as well. Um, you know, we have a tight family. They've supported me in all my ventures. So you were yeah. mentioning about Tiki's contributions to the community. Sure. The way Tiki's or the, the re, first of all, it's, we know we live in a small island and the world's growing smaller and um, it, it's trickle down effects. Whatever type of business you do, if you do good business and you're honest and you have and you're conscious of the environment as well as the social, cultural, you're going to benefit. And we, when we started Tiki's, um, and Tiki's is, was a pretty risky venture going into because of our logo and what the theme, the restaurant's theme was built around. And it's, you know, to some cultures, tiki's are religious. To some, they represent war. To some, they represent, uh, you know, ownership rights, uh, you know, social economics. And so, although they're beautiful to look at and they have, they're, they're mysterious and funny and powerful, um, we had to be very careful that uh, the community saw that we weren't, how do I say, taking advantage of something that was historical because re- people really aren't educated on what tiki's represent as a whole. One of the first ways, and I'll use an example the way tiki's gives back to the community, is uh, before we even hired any of our staff, we had everybody volunteer to do the USS Missouri cleanup where they cleaned the decks. We had about 100 people there clean the decks. They weren't even hired yet. Um, this is before the hiring process. We had people do beach cleanups. We wanted them to buy into our philosophy that before we can open a business, we have to be a good community citizen. What comes around goes around. 
from that time, we our grand opening, our first three days of our grand opening of Tiki's Grown Bar, uh, the proceeds went, the first one went to the Aloha United Way. Second one went to the Waikiki Community Center. And the third one went to the Shriners Transportation Fund. And this is before any employee made in a dime, as well as the owners. <laughs> but we wanted to prove to the community and show our employees, too, look, this is what you're buying into. We're going to create this opportunity. We have to do this first. You have to give before you get. And I think a famous pope said it a long time ago. He said, giving is a selfish act because when you give, you get more in return. And that wasn't the, the philosophy behind what we were trying to do, but it, it is the reality of things. And hence the people who have been with us from that day one where they struggled the first three days because they weren't bringing home tips or a paycheck are now doing very well. Some of them are managers. We encourage anybody on the management to uh, rotate through the uh, community uh, doing lobbying up at the, the Senate. Uh, we have people who sit on the Waikiki Improvement Association boards. It's always a, a job of discovery because we're constantly not only educating um, our customers who are there because we are in Waikiki, which is very historical, but we make our, uh, we don't make, <laughs> we offer tours, educational tours of Waikiki, Bishop Museum, Hawaiiana to all our staff so that they can learn and therefore share what they have learned with the people who are coming and visit Hawaii. And that's what people essentially want when they, when they visit our restaurant or in Hawaii, they want to know what, why is this a volcano? What, what does it mean? You know, who is Pele? You know, where did King Kalakaua live? You know, why is it called Prince Kuhio Beach? You know, and that's uh, that's all giving back because, you know, the, later on down the road, a snack shop down Prince Kuhio Beach is going to benefit from that, or Queens Beach, because one of our customers was educated on that was the beach of royalty. And then they'll go check it out. And then they'll go, hmm, I'm hungry. Let's go eat the snack bar. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.